Welcome to the Vineyard Church Message of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information on this podcast or other resources, go to vineyardlive.us. To learn more about us, go to thevineyardchurch.us. Hey, what's up? Thank you for joining us this morning. Today we are talking about wisdom for today. I've got Mike Yoder and Happy Layman. Fun fact, though, we all have the same middle name. That's right. Middle name, Dean. So essentially, this is the Dean's Corner. Dean's Corner. Today. We're ready to roll. Oh, absolutely. So great. we're concluding a series called Citizens of Heaven. But I've got to ask, what has stood out to you guys? Well, I've just really loved all the the perspective that this has been able to give yeah. for so much in this season. You know, we saw this idea of how, how God's government works incarnationally mm-hmm. and working to align the governments on yeah. earth here with uh, our kingdom values. Uh, we saw, we learned that we're, we're even if people, mm-hmm. not what even if people. Yeah. Really like that. Julie did a great job with that. We value yeah. people on the other side. Um, we know what we carry and what we understand and how that what that, that what we carry yeah. affects our relationships, how the presence of God affects right. our relationship. And then, of course, we, we understood God's government in a way that justice and righteousness are the two foundations right. that it's founded on. So, so I just I love that that idea that we get to do that. Yeah. Well, that makes me think of wisdom. And you mentioned in the title, Proverbs yeah. 4, 7 says that getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. Makes sense. And whatever else you do, develop good judgment. And I so see good. very little of both because wow. there's so much earthly wisdom, but James 3 says that's evil and it's right. diabolical. It gets into all kinds of envy. Right. Uh, getting wisdom isn't that hard. We're to have the mind of Christ. Mm-hmm. So it's a real challenge, but I believe that's going to be the key. Yeah. Well, I love it. So getting wisdom is wisdom. Yeah, right. I was right? Say that. that makes wisdom sense. is wisdom. We got, I think we got, if that sticks with you, wisdom is it's, wisdom. Yeah, right. We get some of that. That reminds me of that James uh, 1 passage. And we actually read that this year. If you read your one-year Bible, I still love to read the one-year. And this James 1 passage was this, this weekend. Um, in James 1, it's encouraging those who've gone through trials mm-hmm. uh, to be encouraged because yeah. it builds wisdom and endurance. You know, I, we might have had a few trials that we've walked through over the last just a few. And so I thought it was so fitting, but I, I want to start here in verse five. Mm. And it talks about wisdom in there. It says, if you need wisdom, yeah. ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Right. But when you ask him, be sure your faith is in mm. God alone. Do not waver for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Mm. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord because their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are uns- unstable in everything that we do. Wow. And so I, I love that this passage says, first, that God actually wants to give us wisdom. And I think that's important. Knowing God's heart, God wants to give us wisdom. So when we ask for wisdom, we're actually aligning right. with his heart. Uh, and that, um, that understanding of, like, we don't want to have divide, divided loyalty. Right. No matter what that is, we can't, we can't be reliant on our own power, uh, our finances, our, our whatever cause, or political candidate, or our own understanding. Right. We have to be in that place where we're, our trust is in God alone. Yeah. And it's from that place that we can get wisdom because, again, we're aligned with his heart. So I just I just love that that place where it does it, that faith is in God alone. Yeah. Otherwise, we're unstable in everything we do. Yeah, I love that. And, and I think one thing that could help all of us, especially mm-hmm. me, is what are some like key areas 
that you think we need to be exercising wisdom in right now? Oh man, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I, I, think <laughs> sure I, I think there's at least three areas, and these are not separate. These are all building on each okay. other. They, they complement each other. But first, a kingdom perspective, an earthly perspective, which is basically what I say nothing as good as ever going to uh, be or as bad as you yeah. think it is. And then a healthy perspective, thriving versus surviving. Now, again, we always start with a kingdom. It builds us to an earthly perspective, yeah. which mm -hmm. leads us to a thriving perspective. Mm -hmm. So don't hear me pit these against each right. other. These mm -hmm. are That's stair good. steps That's that good. we're working on. That's good. Yeah, I love, I love Hap's got a system for everything, right? You got your respective system? Here right. you go. We've got it right. laid out. Right. Uh, but I love that idea of that, that kingdom respect, because that was life-changing for me, that paradigm shift yeah. of understanding the king, that God's, God's rule and reign is happening right now. And we actually get to partner and engage right. with that rule and reign. So I love that we get to we get to be a part uh, mm -hmm. of what that is. And I, I was actually processing uh, some of this idea of wisdom this week with a trusted kind of prophetic friend. Mm -hmm. And what they, they actually shared was that one of the ways we can gain this kingdom perspective that you talked about was to understand what has God already spoken over this. Good. So what is one of the what are the prophetic words? What are the things God's already said? And so we can look back over this year, uh, and of course for this year, if, if, if you remember, and I think we all remember, Putty's word of chaos, right? Thanks, Putty. Thanks, Putty, <laughs> yeah. So I've been a little, I, I had to work on my heart yeah. posture towards Putty. Fix that. I know that, that's not how it works, but a little angry there, Putty, so if you're listening. Uh, but that's all right. But then before all that, even at the beginning of this year, yeah. we had felt, Julie and I had felt like God had spoken over our church that humility and unity were the words over this year. Yeah. Now, how, how fitting, that God spoke to us, how we're to respond yeah. before we even knew what we were facing. Right. right. So he gave us those, those words. Uh, we also had, we shared that we felt like this was a Matthew six moment mm -hmm. uh, that we were called to give, yeah. pray and fast, which right. is what kind of the themes you th see in that Matthew six. We were given these words of pairing uh, our, our supernatural streams with these justice streams. And mm -hmm. we've had to adjust lots of issues of justice yeah. from, from race to pandemics to politics and, and so many more. But, God's kingdom, it's built on righteousness right. and justice. And it's, it's that pairing of those Sorry. things. So I just love how God has already been speaking before. And we can look back and it, and it reshifts my perspective. Okay, God's already out ahead of us right. speaking of that. Sorry. I really like what you say about the merging of the supernatural and the social justice. That yeah. could be exciting. But mm -hmm. you asked me about the kingdom. It, it is just an amazing starting point. And, you know, from God, it was in his mind from all eternity. But... As humans, we think of it as starting 2,000 years ago with the coming of Jesus Christ. He lived like uh, a man. He walked like us. He then goes to the cross. He dies. He's buried. He's resurrected. He ascends. Uh, what a smashing success he became. He's our hero. Right. Everything is built on what he said, what he launched. And so that's good. the paradigm that, that we work from. Heaven is still rejoicing yeah. over how good a of success it was. Wow, mm, that's so good. You know, I, Hap, I wanna get your perspective on this, this idea, because one of the things that I hear right now is this idea is, is God's kingdom in retreat? Right. Is it, is it in retreat? And does, as we as ambassadors, are we in retreat? Um, and so I know that that's, that's a worry, that's a fear that I kind of hear underlying uh, a lot of questions that, that we're fielding sometimes. And so, you know, I'm looking at the Bible, I remember I, verses in Isaiah 9, 7, where he says uh, that, that his government and his peace to the, that reign will be no end. Right. You know, he talks about this idea, there'll be no end. And, and that's in that verse where it actually establishes this justice and righteousness as yeah. the cornerstones of his kingdom. 
But you've been around a long time, Hap. You've led through a lot of a lot of stuff in the church and the world, and, and a lot of different. Man. And you're still looking good over here. So, wh- how would you respond to people who kind of are dealing with a little bit about that yeah. fear? Like, what what happens? Is, is the all the crazy that's happened in the world? Are we in retreat? Well, first verse I always go to is Jesus said, "My kingdom is like a mustard seed, and it's going to grow and cover the whole earth." I think God has never meant a situation He didn't think. Well, I got this. You know, sometimes we think God and the Father and the Son are sitting up there having a, a worry uh, party. They're uh, concerned things are out of control. On the other hand, I think they're saying, okay, things are going just like we said. Mm-hmm. And he has made so many changes already that they can't be reversed. For instance, with the coming of the kingdom came a new covenant. Mm-hmm. The new covenant is established, which gave us a new start in life, which made us new creations yeah. in Christ. None of those things can be undone. Right. Once they're started, we're all moving ahead. And so I have great confidence that what God begins, he has plenty of power, wow. uh, energy, wisdom, whatever it's going to take to make it happen. He created the universe. It's still expanded. He created the kingdom. It's still expanding. And so many of us get to thinking, we look at the temporary. God looks over the big picture. He's in this for the long run. And so I think the fact that he said it, we've been changed. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. It's like, wow, I have great confidence this thing is not in retreat. <laughs> it's moving ahead, and it's yeah. an irresistible force meeting a object that thinks it's irresistible, but <laughs> right. it's going to get blown away. Right. No, I, I love that, that that perspective. When we take that kingdom perspective, we yeah. can see as citizens, we're ambassadors. Mm-hmm. And if his kingdom's not in retreat, then we're not in right. retreat. And so we can follow. We're following where he's going. Yeah. And he's not retreat. There's no end to his rule and his reign. So I love that. Yeah. So the next thing, so key one was kingdom perspective. Okay. Key two is going to be earthly perspective. Right. Now, have, I've literally written it down. This I, You say this all the time. Nothing is ever as good as it seems, nor as bad as it seems. I've got to ask for all of us who have heard you say it, where did that come from? And how has that impacted your life? Well, a long time ago when I was a teenager, I was having some emotional and ups and downs. And one of my old, yeah, one of my <laughs> older brothers grabbed me and said, hey, nothing's ever as good as it seems, nothing's ever as bad as it seems. You're going to yeah. get through this. Right. Now, there is one exception. Okay. Jesus Christ is bigger, better, more beautiful than you can ever think. So he is better than you can think. Yeah. But everything else in life fits under the category of uh, what that, that philosophy I have for the earthly living. Yeah, and so how does this apply? Like, how does this apply in our kingdom lives as citizens of heaven? Well, we tend to forget that Christians don't mean no problems. In fact, yeah. Acts 14, 22 says, we enter the kingdom by many trials, tribulations, mm-hmm. temptations, depending on your translation. So we do have wonderful victories. I could write books on the victories. Mm-hmm. I, I could write a lot of books on the pain I've had. Right. Mm-hmm. So we have to learn that um, in any situation, we need an anchor. Where are we going to anchor in? What are we going to go to? Where are we going to stand when things are really flying around yeah. in the wind? I go to Jesus Christ. It helps me get my emotions under control. I realize, hey, this thing in his bed, Jesus is still around. Yeah. I still am his kid, and he's going to take care of me. Yeah. Mm, that's really good. You know, I, that uh, makes me think of, I think it's Bill Johnson who says, uh, we never lower our expectations of God to our own experience wow. in the moment. And, and you know, that's, that's it. You know, we're, just because we're dealing with trials and challenges and things that are in front of us doesn't mean that we lower, that lowers our mm-hmm. expectation of who God is. God right. is the same yesterday, yeah. today, and, and forever. 
And, you know, thinking through that place of you can you can get so tossed around with that. And Ephesians 4 really speaks to that, especially uh, verses 11 through 16. It speaks to this idea of being tossed about by every wind of doctrine. Right. And, you know, it says it, it establishes the church. We exist as the church mm-hmm. to be a stabilizing force right. in that so that we're not tossed around so that we can sharpen one another so we can be can be part of what stabilizes what feels yeah. unstable. Yeah. So can you give me an example how this plays out in your guys' life? Well, I, I can give you one. Let's just okay. take the hot button issue right now, politics. Do we have a hot button and press it right now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's just, you know, regardless of your political persuasion, yeah. and there are lots of people on extreme ends of political persuasion, yeah. uh, both sides, I lived through, I think, 18 presidential elections. Every one of them has disappointed us in the end because they don't fulfill their promises and they don't. Four years from now, we'll be discussing many of the same issues right. that we didn't get corrected in these right. four years. Mm-hmm. So that really helps me realize politics are always a form of compromise. Yeah, It's always making deals to get something done. Christianity is righteousness, mm-hmm. truth, joy, love, power. It's more of a specific type of situation. Only Jesus brings real changes. And whenever we get involved in thinking that um, we have the issues to life or that one issue is out of control or one issue is going to solve everything. Just scale back your expectations. Mm -hmm. It's not as bad as you think. It's not as good as you think. And keep your eyes on Jesus. Yeah. I think that, that I think ties back to that James verse, right? Not, not having divided loyalty, right? Right. That our hope lives in Jesus Mm -hmm. alone. First and foremost, doesn't mean we don't work in those earthly realms and work towards them and pray and, and press in because we are called to partner in there, but our hope first and foremost always lives there. Otherwise we get tossed around. Uh, for me, I think that's a very, you know, something similar kind of type. I, I remember a season, I've shared this before, this you know, getting kind of pulled into that political sphere and kind of really following along with what was happening. It was, it, it was just one of those, I remember it was a season and I just out of college and I was just, I was learning a lot, but I, yeah. as I did, what I found was the more that I got sucked in, the more that I got you know, consumed with what was feeding me, what was doing it, the more I found myself reacting to people you know, mm-hmm. of a different political wow. sphere in ways that were not of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And really what I was experiencing was I was letting something else have authority. Wow. And the Bible calls that authority in my life and the Bible calls that idolatry. And God mm-hmm. really took me to task on that. It wasn't that engaging or, or believing or having those you know, passions for some mm-hmm. of those things was wrong. It was wrong when it became a thing that had more authority than Jesus in my life and how I looked at the people around me. And so that was a a correction of God that he did in me that how this kind of played out for me that God said that you can't have wisdom if something else outside of me is speaking into your life. Yeah. Yeah. So good. All right. So can you give us some wisdom on healthy perspective? We've got kingdom Mm -hmm. perspective is key one. Earthly perspective is key, uh, key two. Key three, healthy perspective. What's your wisdom on that? Well, I think what you're, when we're talking this kind of, we're talking about this idea that so many, we feel like right now we're, we're simply surviving, right? We're not, we're not thriving. We're just, can we just get by today? Can we just get by tomorrow? You know, we're, we're barely getting by spiritually or mentally, physically, financially. Emotionally. There's so many challenges beyond even like the big scope, like so many individual challenges mm-hmm. that people are facing. And so you feel like you're stuck in this place of where do I go? But I love that God gave us the Holy Spirit, right? You know, I think it's Graham Cook who says he's a a genius at life, right? right? Mm -hmm. We get to partner with that, Mm -hmm. that genius at life 
say we don't have to be stuck. God actually has a plan for us to thrive in this season. Yeah, through my almost 50 years of being a Christian, the Spirit has highlighted lots of promises in the Bible. Wow. I, one I, I always go back to, I, I am supposed to be the head and not the tail. Right. Um, I like being the head. Mm-hmm. I like living in the good <laughs> things of God. But, you know, I've seen so many people full of fear. They're literally uh, very, very worried they're going to contact this yeah. thing and die. Uh, I've seen people say, I'm not sure I'm saved anymore. I'm not wow. sure my faith is any good. I, where's God? It's like they, they think God's deserted them. And then they right. look at their finances and their relationships and all these things. It, yeah. It's like falling apart. So I would just say this. God hasn't uh, deserted us. But if you get if you think that, you will start barely surviving. Wow. You won't thrive. Yeah. Mm. You know that. When we when we find ourselves in that place, when we find is like it feels like our faith is just is running out, like right. we're we're losing our faith, as you said. And when that happens, I know that for me, when I found that happening, is I'm trying to tap into something in me. Mm-hmm. And it was it was kind of serendipitous. I was able to take I was taking a class actually uh, over this last year with from Dr. Randy yep. Clark, with many of you know, in his, his ministry. And and he was one of the things that we were talking about is this idea of there's faith in God and faith of God, right? And I, I love this, this idea it really just stuck with me that we actually get to tap into the faith of God. And we're actually called to, when we want to see that miracle working, mountain moving faith, mm-hmm. that actually is faith from God, not from ourselves. Yeah. And it's a gift of grace yeah. that he actually gives us to do that. And we find ourselves, when we find ourselves tapping into a dry well, we can tap into that rivers of water that never run out, right? In, in Jesus, in God. It's his gift of faith yeah. that we're actually called to tap into to see that miracle working happen. Mm-hmm. And I know, God, in this season, I found myself in that place where it was anxiety and mm-hmm. kind of worry and fear. All those things were just kind of blending and they were kind of running me dry. Yeah. You know, I felt weary. And God challenged me. He said, you know, I want you to, to, to intentionally spend some time going after praying for people, specifically over physical healing. Wow. And as I did that, as I as I did the discipline of like listening for God, for mm-hmm. words of knowledge and then praying and then seeing God move. His yeah. presence encountered them and seeing his healing power. What I found was it took this focus off of me yeah. and put it on him because I was now tapping into a, a, a well awesome. of faith that wasn't dry. Yeah. It was tapping into his kingdom perspective mm-hmm. that gave me a new earthly perspective. It mm-hmm. took my eyes off those challenges and said, wow, God, your presence is so powerful when it encounters people's lives yeah. in a tangible way. And it, it was such a, a good correction for me in that mm-hmm. season. That's good. I, I always just reflect on my life as a kid i raised real sheep Mm -hmm. so i'm always drawn to psalm 23 it says the lord is my shepherd as a real shepherd in earthly sense those sheep's the sheep's life depended on me yeah my life depends on jesus christ so i'll read psalm 23 and i'll think Mm -hmm. he's my shepherd he gives provision and protection and prosperity takes care of me and then if that's not enough, then I flip yeah. over to like Philippians and I'll read Philippians 4.13. It says, I can do all things through Christ. And 4.19 says he'll take, he'll provide everything I need. And Philippians 4, mm-hmm. uh, 6 to 8 says, don't worry about anything and pray. And I just, I have to keep going to the word. Remember, word of God, faith comes by hearing the word. You can hear it by reading it or speaking yeah. it. Some people think you need to speak it. I think either is about as good as the other, <laughs> but they're essential for a foundation. Yeah. And if you're going to thrive, you have to be a faith person because life will take you out in a heartbeat if you're working on feelings. Yeah, mm. it's really good. Yeah. So, Mike, what are some wisdoms? 
have kind of leaned into this to overcoming this area. Like mm-hmm. what are some wisdom tips that you can give for us to overcome something like that? Yeah, you know, I, I think one of the ways when we feel like we're in that place where we're stuck in a rut, mm-hmm. um, or we're looking at, you know, why do I keep feeling these these things, anxiety or fear or worry or, or, or whatever it is that you're dealing with. I often, you know, God reminds me that where am I spending my time or who am I spending my time with? Mm-hmm. What is the fruit? And that, that question of what is the fruit is such an important question when we're seeking yeah. after God's wisdom. Because if that fruit is not bringing you life and joy and hope, those fruits right. of of heaven, as mm-hmm. citizens of heaven, we're called to have the same fruit as Jesus, right? Yeah. And so if you're in a place where you're not experiencing that fruit, I encourage you, reevaluate. Where am I spending my time? What am I spending my time with? Mm-hmm. Who am I spending my time with? And, and God's saying, recorrect. It's not, it's not a condemnation. Repentance and change is a changing of our mind. Yeah. It's a changing of our mind, a changing of our habits to say, God, I want to engage with you. I want to be pulled out right back here, realigned with that kingdom perspective yeah. that so helps us walk this out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little known part of um, Jeremiah is that when the Jews were taken into Babylon, a place of captivity, a place they didn't want to go, mm-hmm. the Lord instructed Jeremiah to tell the people, pray for the prosperity of your town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to have joy and to build homes and to prepare because you're going to leave in 70 years. Yeah. Sometimes I think we as believers, we get in a place we don't want to be and we become less than joyful. We become bitter, complain. Uh, joy is, the, to me, the trademark. If you're doing well, if you're thriving, mm-hmm. you have joy bubbling everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Daniel in the Old Testament obviously had joy joseph of the old testament working with pharaoh a a guy of great joy so i think that's a a real key to thriving and it all comes out of the holy spirit and the word of god yeah so we have three keys kingdom perspective earthly perspective and then a healthy perspective yeah so before we leave the next 60 seconds or so do you guys have any final thoughts of wisdom that you just you want to tell everyone kind of let us know we're gonna start with you mike yeah you know i think that uh that idea again where are you spending your time just, just very easy. Mm-hmm. What's the fruit of my very life? Practical. Coming back to that, I just want to reiterate: if the fruit in your life is not the fruit that we see of the Spirit, mm-hmm. then reevaluate yeah. what's what is pouring in, because what's pouring in is what's pouring out. Yeah. And so, I just encourage you: find time right now to say, "God, I just want to. I want to take a, a, an assessment. Mm-hmm. What is what is the fruit right now in my life, and how can I realign the things that aren't of you with you?" Yeah, exactly. Please. That's good, Mike. I, I think one thing we need to do, and it's really hard in this time, but help each other have right perspectives. Mm-hmm. That's really we good. don't see each other. We don't see ourselves right. like others see us. We have a lot of blind spots. Okay. We always think we're doing perfect. Yeah. So encourage people in the kingly, earthly, uh, thriving perspective. But I'd say go back to wisdom. Yeah. Learn what wisdom is. It's the most important thing. Get it. Lean on the Spirit. He is wise. He knows all the mysteries of the mind of Christ. He'll take you there. Uh, the, the summary verse, Romans 14, 17, the kingdom of God is yeah. righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Get right with God, you'll have peace. When you have peace with God, you have joy eternal. It's bubbling over. Mm-hmm. It's in the Holy Spirit. I say it doesn't get much better than that. Kingly, earthly, healthy, all working together. That's the key to life. I love that. Can you actually pray that over us, half? Sure. Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you. I'd be glad to. Yeah. Father, in Jesus' name, I lift up this congregation called Vineyard in uh, all our locations, on online, wherever they are. I pray that you experience a healthy kingdom perspective, a healthy um, understanding of 
just an earthly perspective and a healthy understanding of how to thrive. Lord, it revolves around wisdom, and we have your mind. We have your purposes. We have your uh, spirit living in us. Holy Spirit, live big. Help us to live in the fullness of the new covenant that we would represent the king and the kingdom as ambassadors walking here on earth, making a difference in our homes, in our uh, church, our community, our world, just everywhere we go. Lord, you alone can make this happen. We trust in you. You're the great shepherd who will take care of us. Into your hands we place ourselves and expect good things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the message today. To experience more powerful messages, go to vineyardlive.us or join our Vineyard Live Plus community to view conferences, trainings, and special teachings.